And I'm excited to deliver this message today. I believe God really wants to speak to some people through this. So, um, yeah, we'll see what God does. It's not about me, it's about him, right? So, we've, uh, we've been talking about prayer lately. That's the series we've been going through. The last few weeks, Daryl's spoken on uh, the, the Lord's Prayer, and um, um, you know, we took a, that short break from Mother's Day to something different, which was really fun. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. And I don't know if you were here, on April 28th, we, we had a guest speaker, Shannon Schreier, come and speak to us. And if you were here, oh man, God just really used him to speak to us, to speak to us as a body. And if you weren't here, it's online. Um, you can, on oasisvineyard.org, um, if you're looking on your phone, you go up to that top right corner, you hit that three dashes, and, it go, and then there's an option for listen. If it's on our website, it's something similar, um, for those of you who still use computers instead of phones to look at stuff. But, <laughs> but, but anyway, it's, it's there, and, it's, and, and it was just really impactful, really faith-building. He, he told a lot of stories Amazing stories of just uh, praying for people, seeing people healed, seeing people delivered, even, even people raised from the dead. Um, experiences that he's had. It was incredible. And um, I don't know about you, but that weekend was extremely faith-building for me. God really spoke to my heart, really stirred something in my heart. And, and I believe it's the start of something, the start of something that God wants us to step into here at Oasis. Amen. <laughs> but God wants us to trust him. He wants us to take steps of faith and move into the miraculous. I firmly believe that. That God, if we will trust God, that he's going he's gonna to pave the way for us. It's going to be exciting, it's going to be messy, it's going to be a lot of things, but, um, but, but, but God's going to be in it. And so we felt that there was just a natural progression from what Shannon was speaking uh, on and uh, to, to, to really do a series on, on prayer and faith. And, and like I said, Daryl spoke on the Lord's Prayer and just the modeling that, that Jesus gave us in praying, which was which is really impactful, and and today, I'm taking a little different direction. I'm talking about praying for others, and I'm I'm basing this sermon on on a booklet that we have from uh, Vineyard. We are uh, associated with the National Association of Vineyard Churches, and um, and uh, they they have this, this booklet called the Five Step Prayer Model. And this, the book basically takes the model that Jesus gave us. Like, Jesus, uh, if you read the Gospels and you see how Jesus approached people, um, I mean, there's some pretty far out things there, like spitting in the, in the dirt, making mud, rubbing it on someone's eyes, and then it's, it's, I mean, just crazy stuff, right? That you're just like, oh my gosh. But, but what strikes me, at least the way, that, the, the way that I read it, the way that I see Jesus come across when I'm reading these pages, is that he did it in such a natural way. He wasn't weird. Like, he did some weird things, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, that is pretty weird. But, but he did it in a way that was just, that was relational, that was intentional, that was loving. 
And I think that we can do the same thing, and I think that's what, and that's what Vineyard is, uh, in, in this five-step prayer model, is, is, is modeling, is, is, is talking about here. Is Let's follow the example of Jesus. Let's be, um, if you will, a, a term that, that was coined by John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard. Let's be naturally supernatural. We can walk in the supernatural, but we can do it in, in a natural way, a way that's not intimidating and just makes people go, whoa, I don't want that. Now, I will say that there, that there is a danger in delivering a sermon like this or, for that matter, writing a book uh, like this. The danger is that we take these principles and we take, take, take this model um, some, and, and we turn it into a formula. If, if I do it this exact way, say these specific words, then I'll see results. And that's just not the way it works. Uh, and and if, I, if I don't see results, I must have done something wrong. I must have missed some piece of the formula. That's not how it works. That's not what we're doing here. It's not the heart here. What, what, what the model does is it provides an intentional way of listening to the Holy Spirit and praying for people in, in a relational way. And that's what the heart is here. Not to find some formula that's going to work every time when we pray for people that we're going to see healing, that we're going to see deliverance. That's not it. The key to this whole model is dependence on the Holy Spirit. See, because the truth is, nothing will happen on our own, right? I don't have any ability in and of myself to heal somebody or to uncover emotional hurts that, that, that the Lord wants to, 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 to heal people from. I don't have that ability in and of myself. So nothing is going to happen until the Holy Spirit breaks in. But on that same vein, there there is an element where God uses our faith. When Jesus went to Nazareth, his hometown, it says in Matthew 13, 58, it says, and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. And there's, I mean, you can go from one extreme to the other where, oh, it's, it's all the Holy Spirit, it doesn't really matter what my faith is, or oh, it's all about my faith, if I, if, if, if I can't stir up enough faith, then, then, the, Holy, then the Holy Spirit can't work. And, and, and it's, it's, it's not that, it's this dichotomy where there, there, there is an element that has to do with our faith, but, there, but, it, but it's all about the Holy Spirit too. It's about, so, and, you know, and that's something that we kind of work out through our lives, but, but we you have to see that from the Scripture, there is some element of our faith that plays a role in these kind of things. And so, um, and, and so, so it's important. So I think learning, um, I bring that up just to say there, there are practical things that I believe we can do in our personal lives and in our prayer that lay good soil for the Holy Spirit to come in and do His work. And so, but we've got to rely on Him. We're, we're really at His mercy. And so before, uh, before I launch into the, to the five steps that it goes through, I do want to bring up one important thing. This model works through an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, an intimate relationship with Jesus. We're leaning on him, we're checking back with him, we're listening to what he's saying. If you want an effective prayer life, an effective prayer for others... It starts in your personal time with Jesus. The more you spend time with him in prayer, in the Bible, listening to him, the closer you grow to him, and and, and the more effective your prayer life will be. 
And this model is designed to be used anywhere, really. If you were to attend one of our, our prayer trainings that Daryl and Lisa do periodically and um, is actually what, what we ask that, that you do before you join our, our prayer team on Sunday mornings uh, to, to pray for others in ch- church, um, church setting. Um, and, and they go through this in much more detail than I'm going to be able to go through in, 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 in this sermon. So I, I strongly encourage you to go through that. It's a, it's, it's a, a really good training um, the next time it comes around. But... Uh, but a church service is a great place to use this model, right? It can be used, but, 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 but it's not the only place. Like, we use it when we're here, when we're, you know, at the end of the service, we have a prayer team. We, we always have a prayer team that's ready to pray for people, and that's a great place to use it. But it doesn't have to stop there. It can be used just in your regular, you know, especially if we're being this natural, supernaturally, naturally supernatural. If we're doing this in a way that's not weird, we can just use it in our conversations with our friends. Say, hey, can, can I pray for you? We can use it in the workplace. We can use it um, in, in a hotel room. I mean, there's, there's so many different places in, in our everyday lives that we can use this model. If you are willing to be used, then God will open up the doors for you to use this. You know, again, a non-threatening, natural way. So let's, let's launch into, into this model. And the, the first step that, it, that, that he talks about is, is the interview. So when, someone, when, when you're going to pray for somebody, it's a good idea to kind of get an idea of what it is that they would like you to pray for. Don't you agree? Now, this isn't a long medical interview. Isn't a, it's not a counseling session. You're not digging real deep, you're just, you're just asking a simple question of, oh, how can I pray for you? Or, what is it that's, uh, that's bothering you? What, what, what is it that's hurting? What is it that, um, you know, whatever. How can I pray for you? And then, what do you do? You stop. You listen. This isn't for, when we're praying for somebody, it's important that we're not just being so overbearing that, they can't, that the person we're praying for can't get in a word. We want to stop and we want to listen. Now, at this point, we're listening on two levels. We're, of course, listening in the natural. We're listening to, to what they're saying. If they're asking, for, are, they, are they asking for physical healing? Are they asking for restoration with a loved one, for peace in their workplace? Give them the respect and the honor that, uh, as, as an individual that as you listen to their request with compassion. But we're also listening on another level. Well, we're listening to what they're saying, but we're also listening to the Holy Spirit. You're listening to what God is saying. God may give you, as as they're speaking, he may give you pictures. He may give you a scripture for them. He may um, give you words of knowledge about the person, something that 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 maybe there's, there's no way that you could know it, but God knows it, and he's speaking to you and saying, and, and, and he's saying what he wants you to pray for them or something about them that's going to be really impactful. And then just be, be open to what he says. If you, if you, have, if you have questions, you know, ask the person as you're, as you're praying for them. Uh, ask, ask them whatever questions to clarify what, the, what they mean, but, um, but just be still, quiet, listen to them, and listen to the Holy Spirit, what he would say to you. 
The next step is uh, called the diagnosis. So we've heard them say what's wrong, what they want prayer for, and hopefully we've been listening to the Holy Spirit. Now the question as we're listening to the Holy Spirit is, what is God saying the issue really is? Now this isn't something for you to diagnose. Again, this isn't a counseling session. This isn't a medical interview for you to say, well, let's, I wonder if these tendons aren't... No, that's not what this is about. Again, it's a time for you to hear from God and what he's saying. It may literally just be a disease that you need to pray for or, or, or some kind of physical healing. Maybe they just twisted their ankle. It doesn't necessarily need to be some deep emotional issue. They twisted their ankle. Pray for their ankle. <laughs> but sometimes there are other things that manifest themselves into physical issues. And that's what we're listening to the Holy Spirit. And not, and, and not just assuming that there's a demon under every rock, but, but listening to, to maybe there is something deeper that God's wanting to deal with more than just this physical issue. Sometimes emotional issues can, can manifest themselves as a physical issue. Maybe a past emotional hurt is manifesting itself in some other way. In fact, as I was uh, preparing this message, I was praying uh, just, just yesterday afternoon. I was praying and, and, and doing some work on, this, on, on my sermon. And, and, and God, to, God told me that there is someone, and, and maybe even more than one person in this room, who's experiencing regular migraines, and the migraine is not just a migraine, it is actually a result of unforgiveness that you're holding on to. So that's for somebody in this room, and if that resonates with you, then, then, then please, uh, please come get prayer at the end. But that can happen. There can be these unresolved, unforgiveness hurts, emotional hurts that you experience as a child or as a teenager that, 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 that are manifesting itself in, in some other way. And, 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 and you're getting prayer, prayer for migraines, but what God is really saying is, hey, I want to heal this unforgiveness in your heart. So it could be emotional hurt, it could be relational Relationship problems such as unforgiveness, it could be sin. Now hear me on this. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying here that God is, that because of some sin that's in your life, that God's punishing you with some physical issue. That's, that's not the way God works. But, but when God knows that sin is not good for us, and when we hold on to sin, it damages us. And that's why he wants to free us from it. It damages us. And, and sometimes that can manifest itself as a physical issue. That burden that we're holding on to that we can't seem to, just can't seem to release. It could also be demonic influence, spiritual powers that are, that are afflicting a person. All of these things can manifest themselves in different ways. Now again, I don't want you to go from here and, and, and uh, every person who has a cold, ask them what emotional hurt caused this whole cold. That's not what we're saying here, okay? <laughs> but it's just recognizing that there are spiritual forces in play here that, that, that can cause issues that sometimes we're just seeing the surface issue. We're not seeing what's behind it. Let's just have that awareness. And this requires discernment through the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's not try to make up things because, because that, that really can cause damage if we're just making up things because we want to sound super spiritual. 
But, and if you're not sure, just pray for the person. That's okay. But learning to, dis, learning to discern takes time. It requires you to build that relationship in your private time with Jesus. We need to be listening to God on this because the truth is there are, there are people who receive prayer for exactly what they ask prayer for, but, but, but they're not receiving prayer for what they need. So let's be committed to growing in this. Can we do that? The next step in the, in, in the model is prayer selection. And at this point, we're, we're asking God how he wants us to pray for them and what he wants us to pray for. So we've gone from interviewing the person and being listen, again listening to the Holy Spirit to, to really hearing from the Lord what it is that, that is the actual root issue. And then now we're, and now we're saying, okay, Lord, how can I pray for this person? How are you asking me to pray for this person? In John chapter 5, verse 14, it says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. We can be confident when going to God that he wants to touch this person. God always wants to touch the person that you are praying for. Guaranteed, 100% of the time, he wants to touch that person. Now, we don't know exactly how he wants to touch the person, right? And that's the difference. Like, you know, does he want to heal the exact issue they're, they're asking for? Maybe, maybe not. He might be asking for physical healing, but God wants to deal with their relationship with their spouse instead. Maybe we'll see healing for both in the process, and that would be fantastic. Maybe we won't. Sometimes we're left wondering, I don't really know. And that's okay. Continue to trust God, and we continue to press forward. But we should be asking God how he wants us to pray for them and approaching him with confidence and praying in confidence. Now, while it may be more comfortable to pray very general, timid prayers, God is calling us to pray confident, specific prayers. Let's take the risk. Now, it's not about, this isn't about being arrogant in the way that we do this. We, we need to be humble in, in this because, because it's not about us. It's about listening to the Spirit. And God may be inviting us to intercede for the person, to, pr- to pray for him, to touch them, to heal the specific issue. Or, or God may, be, may give you a word that you're supposed to speak into their lives. Either of those, you know, dep- depending on the situation, depending on what God is doing in their lives, would depend on, on how we're going to pray for them. Or he may lead you to command the disease to go or to pronounce that they're healed or, or to rebuke the enemy in their, in, in their lives. It, we need to discern from the Spirit what he's doing. Now, at this time, you know, the, the, the Bible talks about the laying on of hands, and, uh, and, and, and that there is something powerful, I believe, about laying your hands on somebody as you pray for them. I, I encourage you to ask someone to, if it's okay before doing that, and, and not just assuming that, that it's okay. And, th- and there may be times of discernment where you say, you know what, it's better for me just to, just to um, you know, Stretch my hands towards them, and that's okay. But um, 
But as you're, as you're discerning, just be praying in, this, uh, praying in the Spirit and asking God to speak to you. And that Next, we're, we're engaging in prayer. See, now that we've heard what the person has asked for in prayer, we've heard from the Lord, let's pray for them. And if you're still a little bit unsure, what a powerful prayer to pray is, come Holy Spirit. That's just an invitation for the Holy Spirit to come and do what only he can do. Now, he's here, right? He's already here, really. But there's something about us vocalizing that and saying, come Holy Spirit, that just... Uh, that, that stirs our faith, stirs the faith of the person there, and, and just lays that, that, again, that good soil for the Holy Spirit to work because he, we are saying that, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And as you're praying, continue to listen, continue to discern what God's doing. You might be praying, and, and, and then all of a sudden, God, God speaks something to you at this point. You know, we're, we're listening through the whole time, but God, God is trying to speak to us. And so just be listening, continuing to go back to him and, um, and just discern what God's doing as, as we go. And as, as we begin seeing God work, God, God work in our midst, as we begin praying for people, sometimes there's going to be some manifestations that may seem a bit odd. As God begins to heal hurts in people's hearts, sometimes people weep, sometimes people laugh, sometimes people shake. These are actually, if you look throughout church history and revivals, um, these manifestations have accompanied revivals throughout church history. And they're okay. Are they a little weird? Sure, they seem a little weird at times, but you know, sometimes we just got to roll with what the Lord's doing, right? Actually, all the time we got to roll with what the Lord's doing. <laughs> But that's also not to say that if those manifestations don't happen, that God's not at work. That's important to recognize. Sometimes, man, I've had some moments where I've been prayed for and there was no physical manifestations, but they have been hugely impactful. So God works in the way that that the person needs. Then... The final uh, step in the in, in this prayer model is is the post post prayer direction, and if uh, you know if they it, d- depending on the situation, depending on what happened, would depend on how we we approach this and how we kind of direct the person. Um, you know, if they if they received healing, uh, especially for for emotional issues, but really anything, then you know, uh, speak with them about continuing to get ministered to. And it's important that we don't do this alone. If we if I if, if I have prayer for, uh, for forgiveness for somebody that I haven't been able to forgive for years, and then and, and God really has a breakthrough to where I can actually feel forgiveness for this person, and then I go about my own, and, and, I, and I don't have any accountability, I don't have any, um, any, anybody working alongside me, I, that unforgiveness can seep back in. So it's important that we're doing this together. And so, um, you know, encourage them to continue to, to, to stay connected, to spend time with Jesus in prayer, to spend time reading his word. To, um, to discipleship and accountability are key. They're key in continuing in the healing that God has just given us. Now, if someone didn't receive healing, does that mean it was a failure? 
We, we, we don't, again, we don't really know what God's doing. And, and, and God's ways are above our ways, and we don't understand all the time why healing doesn't take place. So encouraging somebody that, hey, keep getting prayer for this. Don't let this discourage you. Keep praying. Keep, keep coming, getting prayer from people. Keep, you know, again, continue to do this walk with people because maybe, maybe through accountability, through discipleship, through one of our connect groups perhaps, that God is going to continue to heal some things and to, to bring some things up. And maybe healing will happen down the road. We, we, the, the, the key is that we are in this together. We're not called to do this life alone. So hopefully you can kind of see from this model, this is a, just a, again, it's a model, it's not a formula. But it's a, it's, it's a model that we can use to just be real with people, to be compassionate for people, to, to pray for people in, in, in a way that's non-threatening. But also to grow in our faith, to stir up our faith, to, to, to lay the ground for the Holy Spirit to come and do His work. That's what this is about. And that's what I see Jesus doing. I mean, you know, there's um, the blind man comes up to him. Jesus said, what would you like me to do for you? He asked him. I mean, it may have seemed pretty obvious the guy was blind, but, but he wanted to hear from the person. We see um, uh, the, 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 the men who lower their friend into the, um, they, they actually cut a hole in the roof and lower their, lower their friend through the roof. And, and what does Jesus say? Does he immediately say, um, be healed in Jesus' name? No, he says, your sins are forgiven. He sees the need. Now, does he, he heals him as well after that. But he sees the deep need in the man's heart that he needs to experience forgiveness. So, In a little bit, and we're going to, in, in just a few minutes, we're going to sing another song and and, and during that song, I would encourage you just to really listen to the Holy Spirit and really seek Him, because then I want to do some practical application. We're going to just uh, we're going to uh, pray for people. I mean, of course, we'll have a prayer team at the very end, but but I just want to I want to have the opportunity to pray for people in front of everybody. Let's uh, let's let's just let's do it. A sermon is a sermon is is great, right? But oh, well, humble is great. I don't know, but <laughs> but, uh, but 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 actually. Having that application, and let's see. Okay, well, let's 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 see what the Lord will do. And um, honestly, it makes me a little nervous, but uh, you know, I think that's a good place to be, right? So, but uh, um, but before before we do any of that, I, I do uh, want to just take a moment. We're gonna we're gonna take up our offering now, and just uh, and we are a giver supported church, and uh, and with, with without uh, you know you, your gifts allow us to do what God has called us to do as a community. So. Lord, I just pray that you would uh, bless this offering. Lord, would you multiply this offering and help us to use it to further your kingdom. Amen. And great, great opportunity to put your Connect card in there as well. Uh, so please do that. And you can have the worship team come forward.